0: we can take, I know, we should
1: just start from the beginning. <laughs> just like, hey, and then like, we can edit out whatever we don't want.
0: they little gems. We can even make little snippets, hopefully of
2: like the funny yeah. Theater, So Yeah. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. That's so funny. So like the other one I he- heard was like, you know, in real estate, you have to go, if you want to see this house, you want to go to the location and you don't want to see it just in the morning. You want to see in the afternoon. You want to see how it is at night, <laughs> like the <that> neighborhood. <laughs> you know, like show up at a date you know they're different the night all like cute and sexy and then you see them in the morning you're like
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah you gotta see all the different sides of it you know <laughs> and then you know of course now like real estate agents they don't want to take you to see the house of course and ways you're <laughs> qualified you have proven that you know you are eligible to buy this so it's like okay it's real i'm real all right, let's go.
2: yeah you can't just come in my house <laughs> <You get it. laughs> yeah also that <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh but god. yeah I mean we're back a couple years ago well more than a couple years ago god yeah when my ex-husband and I were thinking about moving we were looking at houses I was just amazed at how horrible most of them were
0: in
2: <laughs> and that really people yeah money for them oh that's horrible oh yeah Now I just keep thinking about like, you guys are saying all this. I'm like, just thinking of like dating, like it all sounds pretty, like it's the same.
0: Everything. It's a long term. It's a long term. I know. Process.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, how much are you willing to work on in yeah. this house? Yeah. How much? Yeah, you how much and you fixer or do you want, or
1: do you want <laughs> the shiny new thing? You don't have to work on. You don't know what you're really getting until you. Have know. It.
0: Oh my gosh! Oh my god! cat. <laughs> this is going to be your marketing
2: for your real estate. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's done. <laughs>
1: House matchmaker.
2: Oh, yeah. I love that. Yes. <laughs> matchmaker, house matchmaker. Nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. So many analogies. I can't even, oh, okay. but um, I guess we can get into it now. Yeah. This is like the perfect intro um, for, yeah, for those of us, for those that are joining us now, we're doing a new um, series that's going to be called Case of the X or X's. I don't, Case don't know. Which one. K- Case of the X's. Yeah, because multiple there's always one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be and not to specify on a certain x we're not going to be you know we're not male bashing specific people we're just oh. um, t- speaking of our experiences and you know the red that come up in relationships and dating and um, what has shown up even in our past to like kind of now we know hey this is a red flag now we should like figure out if we want to stay with this person or move on or whatnot
0: yeah and what prompted mm-hmm. it is the questions you had been asked cat by friends like how would I get through this oh, yeah. and that and Noelle you had a friend oh yeah with a situation it was just like man mm-hmm. there's so many people who need support uh-huh. right now and that and they're uh-huh. hard. relationships are freaking hard so they are really and really then awesome. and then you know we run into the
1: <laughs> the issue of ignoring the red flags that mm-hmm. happens so oh yeah or even maybe not being aware of them and that, or even being aware of them and just kind of accepting it for some reason
0: why do we do
2: that? Yes. Yeah. Why yep.
0: we so much. You know, I had a thought yeah. about that today <laughs> about like like how we can overlook those red flags and um are we just jumping into it is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> well, we're in. The, the ladies <laughs> here everywhere. know that I'm back on the dating scene and so it's a it's a whole process but what I'm learning is that in the beginning, all those exciting feelings come up and can you guys see me? Okay, good. I froze for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, beginning it's all those exciting feelings. And I realized like, I'm very conscious of the fact right now that like my rational brain is not present. I'm just like high on the happy chemicals and, (laughs) and it makes it really hard to be objective and think what is Serving me, what what do I really want? You know, and so I feel like I don't want to make any like big decisions until I can kind of come back to that part of my brain, like enjoy mm-hmm. that thing. But until I can really uh, dissect like what's all what all the pieces, and then also when a red flag comes up, I notice I get like a feeling right here in my my belly. I don't know, it's right there. It's like a Ooh, yeah. like a little like whoop, oh and yeah. in my mind was like that was weird but I just like it happened so quick and it's wow. not until later that I can usually go back and be like all right let's let me think about that situation and what was yeah. it that bothered me um but it's but so anyways I call it the rose-colored glasses I think we miss red flags a lot because oh, we're yeah. in that a- alternate state of mind where we're just happy and feeling all the good things that it's so easy to overlook so I think coming back to our theme about awareness is a big yeah thing of 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 noticing red flags is like how does it Mm -hmm. hit you in your body when you when you realize how it's hit you in the past like check for that pattern but also be aware of your state of mind. (laughs) Are you in the best frame of mind to make a decision? (laughs)
1: Right. Just being able to step back and just sort of analyze that headspace that you're in. But at least I mean even when you've got all those feel chronicles going on, like you were saying a few minutes ago before we started recording, at least, you know, now you're asking questions and trying to, to realize, okay, are things just out of alignment mm-hmm. from the beginning with what we both want and recognizing that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, what did you notice, Noel? like in your last relationships? Like, what was the big thing that you learned? Well... <clears throat>
1: is that I was completely out of touch with myself, who mm-hmm. I am, what I want, boundaries, values. As bad as it is to say, it was pitiful. Mm-hmm, I mean, that mm-hmm. is what I learned. I had just, I guess, an overall bad feeling and it, and it hits me kind of right here, just that, ooh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good. And something just coming up in my brain, this is not the right decision to make as far as moving forward in the relationship. Like for example, before he and I were gonna get married, Um, but I was just so out of touch with myself that I couldn't fully recognize it, analyze it. I couldn't step back from it and separate it from, I guess, my real intuition at the time, Mm -hmm. because I will say that, well, I don't know, maybe part of me could, but see, before he and I got married, I actually left Alabama. I went to North Carolina and lived there for a few months with my mom because they had just moved back East just because I kind of needed to get away from everything, but even stepping back, we we were talking all the time, and you know, I had the ring and this and that. Um, you know, I hadn't stepped back enough to really be able to analyze it. And yeah. it's just, you know, through my own story of like having to figure out things about myself that I didn't know before and becoming aware of it, that has get, given me greater self awareness now. So I can step back and analyze my own thoughts and really see where it is.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. But
0: yeah, yeah sometimes it's,
2: it's like just, time. I know. Awareness. I mean, yeah, not to call out like, you know, oh, um, anyone that we, if we didn't catch ourselves or did, you know, did in the beginning or not, like, that's okay. Sometimes it does take time and not to be hard on ourselves about it because, Lord, I've been in those kind of relationships that, you know, I definitely didn't learn. And I was on both spectrums. I was I knew when I was being the toxic one in my 20s because I was not self-aware. I was acting a fool. (laughs) You know, I was partying, having fun. And then, you know, the key thing is like, hopefully, which we all hope for is to become more aware over time. And then, you know, not be in those bad situations. And especially when there's kids involved, Um, that's like a really big thing, you know, like now that I have my daughter and you go back into... You know, when you are already dating, it's like what to catch, you know, and look for now Yes, so important.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And even being in those relationships mm-hmm. that become toxic for us, even when we do realize it uh-huh. um, and we know, okay, something needs to change. I need to leave. I need to be out of this. And yet it still takes so long to move yep. those thoughts and ideas. <clears throat> into action. It's like, how do you get to that tipping point? When is Mm -hmm. enough enough? And I think that's a different point for different people with different levels of awareness. But when is enough enough? What is it going to take?
2: Yeah. I mean we all are going to talk about our each like what are the red flags, right?
0: (laughs) There's a lot of (laughs) the I know a lot came up as I was like, this is actually really interesting to me how much I've I've learned really, you know. And uh, and like you guys were saying, I love that it's absolutely like we the flip side to all of It's like, you don't know until you've experienced things. So like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, having that grace for yourself is really important because like you wouldn't have known until you experienced it. And now you can take that and, and, and know what to, what not, what not to settle for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And I I still struggle with that. Like I I was hard on myself about how long (laughs) I stayed with my ex because to me, it's like, Time is the most precious currency. I'm like, how much of my life did I allow myself to waste? Like, why was I do mm-hmm. that? Why why could I do that? Why couldn't I do better? Um, but we just have to remember that we did the best that we could at the time,
2: with mm-hmm. exactly.
1: the resources that we had. And um, you know, I think there are also there's a good question you can ask yourself when you're in that situation. You know, it's like, what is the cost going to be if I stay here? Mm-hmm. Every aspect. Yeah. Examine it. What is the cost going to be? And even if you can identify drastic costs, and you're still staying anyway, it's probably time to go and talk to somebody and figure out why you Oh yeah, so that's a little.
0: great point. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, if you're still
1: yeah, and you can't put yourself first, you know, you have to mm-hmm. get somebody to help <laughs> you figure
0: out how to do that. Yeah, that the past can play so much into into why we choose certain relationships that are bad for us you know those toxic Mm -hmm. things it has a lot to do with something that happened you know or and it doesn't have to be something extreme it could just be yeah you know just life everybody has that Mm -hmm. so it's really awesome to to spend time and and do the work there and I hate that phrase do the work but like um just like get the tools to move through that moment that like made you stuck a little bit mm-hmm. you know that you revert back to that person.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um I think I had mentioned this the last one of the last episodes about like um does this person enhance your life. Right. Um and as I'm you know in my 20s I was like I don't know what the hell that means <laughs> I'm like enhance my life I'm like I'm having fun I get to go out and I'm dating so yeah I'm like that's in an- enhancement, but yeah, it, it goes back to the self-awareness of like, what does that even mean too? Like, um, even when it feels good, um, I feel like as we're growing and learning about ourselves, we're also figuring out what makes us happy in a relationship. What do we value? And does this person, which I learned in the very end, do we do our values align, you know, even in the best of relationships, it's like, do our values align? Um, but it doesn't mean you have to leave them, but it's like, do our end goals also match up? Like, do we both want kids? Do we both want to have a, a beautiful home together? Um, <clears throat> the finances and all those things. And for me, I mean, she I'm talking about red flags. Um, when, like I was saying in one of our episodes, when we talk about when you date someone, at least in my culture, it's like you also date their whole family. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like you date their whole family, you date all their friends, and then you end up, again with those values like the person you're dating could be like my friends are the world to me and if you don't get along with them then I'm not going to get along with you you know because I've dated those guys where their their friends are their priorities and you will feel that clearly and I had the red flags of like oh man it's like every weekend it's the drinking or going out or they want to be with their friends and like that's fine I was never like hey you can't You can't go do this or whatever, but that feeling of like, man, okay, if I move forward with this person, do our values align where like, for me, it's quality time, alone time. Uh You know, if we have kids together, I want us all to be together and that, that I want to be our priority. But if the other person's like, can we hang out with my friends and bring the kids and, you know, I want to drink and hang out with them with the kids there that's them, but that just didn't align with my, you know, my values. So that was a huge red flag for me. And, um, I was like, I don't want to date your friends, (laughs) you know, like, that's great. Like your friends are, they're cool and stuff, but, oh man, I got into like some huge red flags where like this person's friends were like approaching me the wrong way, like calling me out like different things in front of other people, other people, you know, other friends when it should have been a private conversation between, hey, I have an issue with you with this and that. And I was like, oh my God, first of all, how old are we? Like, we're all like way over 30. This is really immature. Like have an adult conversation. If you have an issue with me, like pull me aside and let's talk face to face. Don't bring all your friends. And it just felt like, God, we're in a high school relationship. Yeah. But we're all clearly over our 30s. Yep. We all have, we have kids, you know, like, come on, you know, red flags. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, I mean, because you guys have to find that common ground in how you want to show up for each other in the relationship and show that you value each other in the relationship, mm-hmm. you know. Um, have you guys read the Love Languages book, mm-hmm. or taken the quiz?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just find changes every time I take it. I'm just well, like, I don't know. <laughs> like a little bit of I all mean, of them. Like, I don't
1: Yeah, know. I all of the The questions, but it's, but it's cool to know that, to see, you know, how different people express yeah. like. Yep. For me, mine was, there were three though, that were just right neck and neck with each other. It was huh? quality time, physical touch and words. And they were almost equal, like as equal as they could be yeah. mm-hmm. with that. And, uh. My boyfriend, now it's like, luckily, his is quality time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's mine too. Yeah. The quality time thing is so important. Um, what are some other like major red flags that showed up for you guys in dating or relationships <laughs> that
0: you saw? When, one that um, I had a funny example about this is like, um, how does the other person treat other people? And that could be their oh, yeah. That could be the waiter. Yep. That could be oh,
2: yeah.
0: people he finds unattractive or she, you know, that they find unattractive. How do they treat those people? Like, um, and that's a really good telltale sign. And I, a funny story is I went on one of the worst dates ever, <laughs> um, it was like a series of fails. But one of the biggest red flags to me during that dinner was we were at a Mexican restaurant having some drinks and the waiter was taking a little bit to get back to us. It was really busy not only was he getting impatient, but he was like, he was like, I don't even see our waiter. They all look the same to me. And I was like, Oh, Oh, this is not like, I was like, get me the F out of here. But I was so grossed out that, uh, that he would treat a human being that way. You know, that, that Mm -hmm. those words came out of his mouth was a very big red flag. I was like, this, yeah, this is not a match. (laughs) So then I dated another guy who I was in that headspace of like oh this is so twitter painted everything is great <laughs> um but he, i remember he was treating a we were all out like having drinks with friends uh, his friends and he was being vicious like mean towards his friend but like in a joking way but his friend was visibly uncomfortable and i felt oh, no. bad and awkward the whole time and and i was and it wasn't until later that i was like oh that was really shitty like i don't want to be with somebody who who like pokes fun at his friends to make himself look better. You know, that was a big red flag too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think noticing the way somebody treats other people around them, they might be treating you amazing. Yeah. If they're not with everybody else, um, that's, that's a red flag for
2: me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for
1: sure. It's definitely important to have that insight, you know, and you can look at people's relationships with their parents.
2: oh yeah that's a that's a good one (laughs) and
0: their ex and their ex i thought about this too like if i meet a man because i'm a single parent so i meet a lot of single dads and if they have the language they use about their ex um or uh the way that they they just um refer back to that person if it's not respectful then i think this person is not in an emotionally emotional space that I would feel comfortable moving forward you know
2: right Mm and if
1: they can't talk about it in a respectful way and everything was the other person's fault and the other person is crazy and there's nothing wrong with the other person you know it takes Mm two to to contribute to problems they are in a Mm -hmm. variety of ways um
2: yeah
1: I mean obviously it's different in situations of abuse and stuff like that (laughs) but yeah yeah having a respectful attitude towards an ex I think yes just to show that maturity as well. Mm-hmm. A certain level of emotional maturity to be able to get to that place.
0: Yeah, and especially oh, yeah. if there's kids, it's like you know that they are putting all their stuff aside for the ben, like, the to, to mm-hmm. help the kids, you know, for the benefit of the kids, not right. their own agenda. <laughs> I know, oh, yeah. and it's
1: sad though how much you see parents using kids as weapons to oh. hurt the ex-spouse, which is absolutely unconscionable in my that, opinion. Yeah. So many will do it, and oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely cannot be
2: tolerated.
0: Well, and and I don't. I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, cat. I know you you talked a bit mm-hmm. about it, but like mm-hmm. when things went down with your ex,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you you had the capacity and strength to be like, hell no, and you got yourself and your daughter out of that situation. Yeah. And I just I think so highly of you, and I'm so thankful. Oh, thank I want to cry about that. <laughs>
2: You know, I get emotional about that
0: too. <laughs> absolutely, don't tolerate that for the babes, you know. And and I just, I, I does, it does. It breaks my heart to hear. Oh people yeah. Who are stuck in that situation that feel like they can't go, and the children are, are really seeing oh, them yeah. first,
2: you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in that relationship, I will say like, the red flags of like, again, um, what are this person's values, and not that this person. I'm going to say he's not a bad person, right? right. You know, he's not a bad person. We were, it turned into a very toxic relationship. And it was because clearly, both of us need to do our individual work. And what is our worth? What are our values? Like, what do we really want in a full time long term relationship? And um, we both were clearly not, you know, um, ready for something like that. And it just, you know, all the red flags, clearly that I had seen from the very beginning of dating. And I'm like, also, again, like calling myself out, like, yeah. why knowing myself, like, first of all, my values, how I feel about, you know, my family, friends, or, you know, having kids or marriage and then date this person. It's because like you said, like the Twitter pit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're just like partying, having fun and you're like, you know, whatever. And then when things get serious, like, oh man, when you are with someone, um, when I think of the long haul, when you see them at their best and their worst, mm-hmm. how they handle the situations around them, especially within family and friends, are they, are they adding to the problems? Are they the one that people go to for the solutions? You know, um, those were the biggest things. And I would say, although I'm like, God, there were so many red flags in that one. <laughs> and up until, you know, the very end where I was like, again, I felt from day one, I would feel like these little red flags. And when you're so in love and the rose colored glasses are on, you're just like, I'm not ready to leave. I wanna stay in this feeling in this moment of whatever this is, excitement, happiness. And then you go and have a kid with this person and it's like, whoa, like, okay, things need to change now. Like we have a kid, now what are this person's values? When other families, opinions and friends come in, where are you at? You know, are you here? Um, to to also work with me, communicate and talk about these things um, when shit hits the fan. And when, you know, your family comes in the picture and they're clearly in a negative headspace and, you know, not saying the right things. Like, um, again, how are how are they treating this whole relationship? Um, And how how does this person have that relationship with their parents? And where did they learn all these things? Yeah, I mean, the list goes on of how a person shows up, right? Like how um, they see their parents, how their experiences in last relationships and did they learn from them is the key part. Like I know I fucked up in last relationships, but now I'm like, okay, we have a kid. Like, are you gonna show up? Are you gonna do the work? Are you gonna communicate? Do we need to go to therapy? Yeah. Do we need to seek counseling or are you like, uh, uh-uh, I don't, you know, and that's it. And like, if the other person's not willing to do the work with you, that's a huge red flag for me because yeah. whether good relationship or bad, it's going to take work, you know? Oh, yeah.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah. 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 I had a friend who was in a relationship where she constantly was like, please, can we go to therapy? Like they had the most like they were so romantic but he was absent in a lot of other ways that as my as a friend uh-huh. okay i will say this lovingly it's like i i never uh-huh. want to speak into somebody else's life um especially when i see they're not in a place to uh, to receive that information you know it's like everybody has to go and and figure it out on their own but there were definitely red flags i was seeing and one of them was that she would ask him like can we go see therapy and he would Keep putting it off, or keep saying, you know, things like, uh, not even like yes, but he would come up with so many excuses as to why, and she would try to put an ultimatum on it to like get them to go, and he still never did. And I mean, it was just, it was really sad to watch that, and um, and it it was definitely like a very one sided relationship, I think, at that point for her, and so um, so that was that's hard to watch too, but yeah. I know it's tough
1: watching somebody being stuck in that pattern. You know, a lot of times (laughs) the advice is, you know, when we are dealing with something like that or a situation, we don't know what to do, or we can't make a hard decision. You know, it's like, you want to try to turn the lens around and say, okay, if I was watching this in somebody else's life, what would be the decision that I would make? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a, it's a good way to view that, but when you're watching somebody else go through that, you know, you can't tell people what to do and they, their level of receptiveness definitely varies as far as how it would be received. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it just makes me want to say, like, why don't you value yourself more? You know, you deserve, more. you know, get out of this, but you you just can't do that. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. I I would say it. I mean, those questions are so important. Like, um, again, like, am I willing to, um, I don't know, kind of sacrifice my worth in the relationship and what I'm worth to continue? Like, am I willing to keep hurting in this relationship and just like, ignore these red flags? I, I'm like, what could I have told myself? And I don't think I, you know, like I've told you guys, like, I don't think I would have learned until shit hit the fan, like, really bad, where it was like, okay, I'm taking my daughter and we're going to go and be safe and be, you know, go back home, be with my family, Um, you know, because things definitely need to cool down. Um, And both people sometimes need that headspace to clear and then talk about things again, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, moving forward. But yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, and then when you're out of the relationship, you're like, all of a sudden, everything's clear, right? (laughs) You're like, Wow. Why did I stay that long? Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, uh, you know, what I hate because we all have kids. I, I, I say hate. That's a strong word. But, you know, I had like his family saying like, oh, to stay together for the kids. And I've said like, oh, hell no. Like, do you guys understand how toxic that is to tell your family member to stay in a relationship where now your son or daughter is not happy? Clearly. And to have them go through that because of the children, you know, um, that is the wrong thing to be raising like this next generation in, in these relationships that have kids to stay together for the kid, you know, because if if the parents are clearly not happy, um, how can the how can the kids look up to their parents and be like, my mom is really happy or dad is happy or my mom and dad are are clearly not happy? Mm-hmm. That's gonna show to our children. That they should stay in a toxic relationship, yeah. You know, and I've, I I've mean, had
0: friends who who had parents that stayed together for the sake of the mm-hmm. kid, and then after mm-hmm. they all went off to college, the parents split up. Yeah, kids yep. knew the whole time that their parents didn't. Want oh, yeah, to stay together. And oh, yeah. They, I remember when I got divorced, and I, my kids were super young people reached out to me and were like, I'm so glad you did that and didn't didn't stay in it for the kids because I was that kid and it was it was awful. Like yeah. it, it didn't, it wasn't oh, yeah. helpful like to grow up in that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a support I didn't expect to get or feedback, you know, because you expect to be judged. But instead it was like confirming, like you're doing a healthy thing for your family. And I was oh, like, yeah, so. Absolutely
1: absolutely mm-hmm. or sometimes i hear of these cases where you know you have a husband and wife and they've been married for a million years and then the husband yeah. finally dies and then the wife all of a sudden is like I can be myself, I can live, and they get rid of all the stuff in the house, oh they, buy the house they buy
2: a car, oh
1: my God. all these things, and it's so sad to me that they had to wait for somebody to die before they, oh, yeah. they Man, could, oh Lord. You know, live life in a manner that was consistent with their truth and their likes and dislikes, but I, I have heard of that happening several times. Oh yeah. Like no,
2: um, I'm like, we've
1: got one shot here at this, you yeah. know, it can't be like that.
0: Well, I think uh, going back to what you guys were saying, like, why do we stay in these relationships for so long? And I think it definitely goes back to self-worth. And I think we live in a culture and we've been this way for forever since like caveman days where women are kind of the second rate citizen. Um, And we've, we've been raised to Uh believe that we're the weaker of the species and we need a man and we need. Uh, like our role is as mother only. And so it's only like, I feel like in recent years, times that like women are given permission to explore what they want to explore careers too. And that, and that that's enough. Cause even, even in mom culture, we all have experienced like, oh, you're not a stay at home mom or you work and you are a mom. Like there's criticism on both sides. And it's like, why does it have to be like that? <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. Be damned if you don't. It's totally true. Or
1: if you're, you know, let's say you're working and you're taking care of the kids and you're doing this amazing stuff and doing it well, then people criticize you for that. Oh, I guess you think you're Superwoman or something. Right. Like right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, do. We do. You know, I'll, I'll tell you what happened to me one time. I don't know if you remember that Facebook group circle of moms that existed mm-hmm. for a while. I don't know. I got on there one time, once. <laughs> shit it's like a viper pit out here i
0: bet i bet a woman who had posed
1: a question you know she had an infant she was breastfeeding she was struggling with it and she was just looking for some encouragement to keep going because she didn't want to give up and it's like great and so i commented i was like hey that's great you're doing a great job just think of these benefits and i listed some of the benefits of breastfeeding or whatever mm-hmm. i got attacked Literally attacked by all of these women who formula fed their babies, and they're saying, Oh, and they made it all about them. And look, my opinion on that is like, motherhood is fucking hard. And yeah, we get it. yeah exactly. You can? It doesn't matter if you want to breastfeed, it doesn't matter if you want to formula feed, you have to do what works right. for you. That's how right. I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But it's like all of these women made my comment encouraging another woman about their own perceived
2: insecurities yeah yeah and that's a nutshell but yeah i was just like oh my god we have got to
1: support each other
2: yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah that's a whole other thing we could get into (laughs) right
1: that's our parenting (laughs) episode yes
2: oh man yeah for sure we're gonna have a lot of parenting um episodes because i know for the other moms out there they're waiting for that one too
0: yes um
2: You know, should we jump in the Q and A now? What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I have like a ton more uh, red flags. Okay. Yes, Something let's continue it, yeah. Okay, yeah. one more thing I wanna say, and this just because again, it's like, this is so real for me, it's like when you're first dating people, like yes. um, how do they present themselves? And I mean that in like, so one guy, um, First of all, he admitted on his profile, I don't know why I still liked it, but he was like, by the way, I'm not 39, I'm 46. I just, I did that. So all you 30 somethings would click on my profile. And I was like, that's weird. I hate Ew. it. When I, like lying <laughs> about your age is a, such a tough Ew. sign of like insecurity somewhere. But also when we did start matching, he was like, tell, like he was name dropping about like all these rich powerful people he knows and then like we started texting and he was sending me pictures of him on like a private jet and renting a
2: Mm.
0: ferrari in miami and i'm like (laughs) that's great but like and i think i think on a separate level that might be where a lot of men feel like they have to live up to that expectation of like i'm a provider i'm this like rich guy but it's like but that doesn't tell me about you and what it does tell me what I've learned is like, there's some insecurity there that like, maybe he's not going to be emotionally available or oh, yeah. getting an authentic view of this person. And so tread lightly <laughs> and ask good questions. Oh yeah, But yeah, I think, yeah, what's, what, what are they showing you as their values right off the bat? Um, that's a really yeah, why
1: do they have to feel like they have to show you all of these other things that are outside of themselves yeah. and
0: really have nothing to do with who they really yeah. are? Yeah, and it's not that it's not impressive on some level, you know, but it's also like, but I'm not, I'm not looking for a relationship just because you have a bunch of money or something like that, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Okay, and one last one. Can I do one last one before we get Oh, no, it? yeah. If you guys want to come in forgive me. I had just wrote and then, wrote and, written them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but also like are they curious about you what kind of do they ask you questions do they make the effort to get to know you because uh the last guy I dated we texted a lot and I was so into him but um but he really, we only ever talked about like, how was your day? Oh, it's good. Okay. You know, like it was so surface level. We never could go any deeper. And I really wanted that. Like, I wanted to be able to know I could live life with this person and talk about everything, you know? Um, And, and when it, like, we actually did this game called like the never have I ever, I like cut out all these questions to like have, like make it fun and silly. And I just remember he enjoyed answering them so much that he often like even though there's just two of us playing, he would skip me and answer another one. And I was like, he's not interested at all in what like my answers are. He just wants to talk at me. And I just, it, it didn't feel good, you know? So I think knowing that that person is interested in you and who you are too, that's going to be a big part of it. Cause already I feel like I was set up to be, you know, I want to know that I'm a member in this relationship too, not just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, the the filler. I don't know. (laughs) no,
2: no, that is
1: a huge red flag. You know, Um, (laughs) I said, you know, again, I need to stop doing that.
0: (laughs) Um, I say, um, all the time. So now everybody will notice. Me too.
1: Yeah, somebody is not curious about you and they don't know what you like and what you don't like and what kind of presents to buy for you and you know, <laughs> you know it's all about that or anything. Right, right, right. So it's just indicative of they just have no freaking clue who you are. That's yeah. kind of the situation that I was in with my ex. Yeah. He liked to talk at me all the time. Oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I really just like to hear himself talk and he didn't care if I was interested in what he was talking about or not, you know, I would sit there and I'd be like, hmm, okay, I wonder how long I can sit here and not respond. And he's going to lecture me about boxing or whatever. You're
0: gay. Oh my gosh. That's like, time
1: like 30 minutes. And so, I mean, what you're saying translates directly to that. It's going to yeah. be bad if you ignore that one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So um, Oh, I'm I'm like, one more, because I sent you guys that the the guy, uh, oh my gosh, Create the Love. Oh, Mark Rose. Yes, I mean, he is my favorite.
0: Yeah, you guys, like, if
2: Um, you want to know more about dating relationships, and like, how to handle these red flags, like, the question that, you know, um, was brought up was the thing about the cell phone, that, like, when you see a guy, you're dating them, they're always on their phone, you're on a date, they're on their phone, and when you're home with them, they're on their phone, and... What does that feel like in your body? Like trust your intuition. And it's like, if you bring it up, like this is bothering me, whether it's something small as like a cell phone, they're hiding their phone. They're always on their phone, how they react when you bring those little things up, that'll be a red flag or it's like, okay, we're okay. And if it's like, they're hiding things, they get um, angry about it. I mean, God, that was my, you know, one of my exes, I'm not going to say who, one of my exes that was like, we got into huge fights about the cell phone thing. And that that was another red flag. It's like, why is this an issue? And he was like, yeah, why is this an issue? And I'm like, well, my gut is telling me that you're hiding something, Yes. you know? And it's like, how do you know to trust that or not? Is like, when you bring it up and communicate with this person that it makes you feel uncomfortable and then they react back and they're more like aggressive or they're defensive um think about what that would look like guys when you spend the rest of your life with that person yes. um, that little thing that is going to constantly like turn into bigger things or even maybe lots of little frat frags flags <laughs>
0: <laughs> frags <laughs> fragments. i think that's <laughs> where you're going
2: <laughs> thanks rachel that's exactly what it meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like going it to turn into a big thing later when you have kids it's going to be an issue it's yeah. either going to be the phone thing or it's going to be something else and how much are you willing to like lose that part of you yeah. um to just be in that relationship like is it worth it guys like that's the question is this going to be worth it and like you know several years later i'm like wow that was a huge red flag for me like it turned into a trust thing. Yes. And then of course, in the end, what ended our relationship ironically was him cheating and then lying about it. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> like little gingerbread, you know, like pieces like left and yeah. later on, I you know. I did trust that feeling.
1: Yeah. Got to. I mean, yeah, if I was on my phone too much one night and my boyfriend was like, <laughs> hey, why are you doing that? Whatever. I'd be like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I don't want to make you feel like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. There. Or, you know, so that I don't have anything to hide. It's like, yes, go through my phone, look at it. I yeah. Don't... Yeah. It's if like, don't have anything to hide. It doesn't matter. But if people get defensive about it and they're guarding that, and it's mm-hmm. huge, huge. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that before. I'm very conscious okay. of it now. Like I put my phone away when I'm with friends or uh-huh. it is, it's a funny little thing, even when you're with your bestest friends, if they have their phone out and it's like constantly dinging, I just, I feel uh-huh. not, like important <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to do that to people. So yes, yeah. yes. I mean, like a few weeks ago
1: I had the day off work and it was like a bad weather day or something. And it's like, I have an Apple watch that I wear. And so mm-hmm. it'll ding when I get a text or whatever and it's like my boyfriend and I were watching Game of Thrones and we're just kind of laying around and my watch kept dinging and my phone kept going off and it's just like over and over and over again and he was like can you just turn that off and I'm like yes oh my god oh I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad. I don't want to make anybody feel like that but yeah I be mean, like a- not important I will put oh this yeah
2: aside. who cares that's an honest conversation I love that how you approach that you're like yeah it's cool and to fully you know again if there's people in relationships that are like hey they they are okay with that like they're like hey every, each of you guys are on your phone all the time or you're not comfortable you know showing your phone or you guys are like so about privacy to each their own because yeah. but also like I've also talked to clients that talk about you know the guy that they're so in love with and there's so many red flags clearly that's coming up they are also tolerating this Um, Which is, I'm like, you're really like, um, don't complain about all the shit in your relationship if you're not willing to also do anything about it. Right. Like, also, are you venting? Are you looking for advice? Do you want my guidance? You know, what is it that you need?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and when when we have these things that bother us, that, you know, ding our intuition, okay, something is wrong, we have to have those conversations about it. Or if somebody is treating you in a way, that is not acceptable to you or makes you feel devalued in some way, you have to have a conversation about it. Because if you don't, then you're just telling them, okay, th- it's acceptable to treat me this way. And exactly. I'm not with it. You're enabling that behavior
0: with your silence.
2: Exactly. Oh.
0: And it, it, I was going to say, in, in relation to that, too, it might be, I mean, there's a lot of, It's those kind of conversations are not comfortable for anybody. They're not fun to have, mm-hmm. but like learning to mm-hmm. speak up and have a voice is very important. That's something I've worked on, like, yeah, my needs. But if it's a, it's an issue of like, I don't feel safe approaching this person with this topic, then that's a red flag to pay attention to. Oh yeah. Like if you know, right off the bat, they're not going to receive that information well, or they're going to gaslight you or get, defensive, yeah. you know, all that, then that's a good indicator to be oh, like, yeah. is this relationship yeah. serving and what's, what's, what's getting in the way of me choosing differently?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right. And if the conversation does not go well, and it gets all fucked up, and you're just like, holy mm-hmm. shit, I can't believe they reacted that way, then okay, good. Now you know that That's person they have disqualified themselves from being <laughs> exactly. a in your life.
0: Yes.
2: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It
1: sucks at the time. And it's hard because we feel the feelings that we feel. And you know, sometimes it's easy to get addicted to those feelings, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. Like
1: a lot of people are. But but in the end, then you can step away
2: and be like, okay, done, disqualified, by yeah. yeah, and I mean, if you're in a, an and if you are dating and you're like, hey, I don't want anything serious. I just want to have fun and I want to do all these things. That's fine too, oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> Understand those things. Like um, hopefully you and that person you're dating can eventually talk about that and that's okay. And for like, I'm thinking about if any 20 year olds are watching us that are dating and not even thinking about any of these things oh, yeah. they're like "God, ah, this is ser- not serious then that's you know that's and a 30 year old yeah, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. That. Like
0: last year i was like you know what i'm just here to have fun like nothing yeah serious. and i was but i was i had chosen that headspace before any like feelings so i was able to not be emotionally attached during that period. It was just like, this is what I'm here for. I made that very clear up front and, and it was very successful.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh so, yeah.
0: Yeah. So no, it was a, it was a very like that served me in that time, but my oh, yeah. have shifted and now I'm looking for something different. And so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's good to, you know, be aware of what you're looking forward to. Oh yeah.
1: It's all about like setting that contract from the beginning this is oh yeah weird, <laughs> weird, and like, this is how we can best exist together yeah
0: yes. if that
2: lines up, if lines
0: up. <laughs> yeah
2: how are we on time Uh-oh. guys we're getting
0: close i think we're gonna we just like
2: yeah. do a q a for next time then i'm like this is good maybe because really yeah kind of we,
0: kinda, we yeah, it's turned into a little bit longer. I yeah, like it. it I like it too. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're right. Yeah, let's do Q and A next time because we've got some yeah. Really yeah. amazing questions that we want to dedicate time to. There's so a lot good. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: a lot to talk about.
0: Do you want to read one, Cat? Just for keeping. Yeah, track? sure. Like we'll come back and talk a, about this.
2: you know a sample for next time, guys. Um. So I got a lot of questions about mostly like parenting during a pandemic and relationship questions during a pandemic. Um, you know, I was getting from like lots of friends, they were just going through it at home with their spouse or their partner or dating and people, I mean, were splitting up during this whole pandemic because you're stuck under one roof with them and you realize like, Oh my gosh, I actually don't really want to be with this person anymore. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, so, okay. gosh, What's a good one. Hmm. I'm gonna do a relationship one since that's what kind of we're talking about. Sure. Um, how do I how do I deal with and or deal with? Or I like just watch that. How do I help who wrote this? How do I help my partner during her mental healing process without adding to the problem?
0: Oh, that was a really good one, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it is. I cannot wait to talk about that.
2: Yeah. That's a and, good
0: one. And we should actually say here, right here and now, like please uh, DM us and or email what is it, boss babe coaches at gmail.com. Yes. Yeah. Please email us if you have burning relationship questions or like situations, we'll keep it anonymous. But we want to be presenting and talking yeah. about things that are useful to you or helpful. So we would love I think I think it's so awesome to hear what is going on, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. definitely.
2: Oh, man, this was a good one, guys. It I'm excited was. for everyone to see this.
0: Me too. <laughs> um, cool. Well, we'll come yeah. back in and do part two. I love, yes. I love that these series have like just the life of their own. It's very organic and we will go as long as it takes. <laughs> right.
1: that's, yep. that's the awesome thing about it. It's like we just kind of get together and start talking about things it's like, oh, let's talk about this and let's talk about that. And it just grows in that organic way. And
0: we're just doing it because we love it. We love it. I love you guys so much. And I love the (laughs) wisdom that you guys share and your own stories and the vulnerability. And I'm just so thankful for this group.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You too. (laughs) too. All right, guys.
1: You know, building community one story at a time. Yes. You know, that's what we (laughs)
2: do. I love it. (laughs) All right, guys. We're going to sign off. So thanks for watching. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. (laughs) (laughs) Hi! <laughs> <laughs>